The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. TV I Say with Ashley Ray, another episode Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. Last Wednesday... Emmy nominations officially came out. And we're here to to help you understand what's going down. We're going to break down everything. Like, you know, the TV Academy, they got some things right. They got maybe a few things wrong. So I had to bring in my friend, who is one of the funniest stand-up comedians I know. He's also a writer on the FX comedy series, Dave. He's also appeared recently in Netflix's I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Niles Abstin, welcome to TV Club. What's up? Damn, you named all those credits. And I was like, and I'm still broke. That's crazy. <laughs> right? That's how it goes when you are a TV writer and you choose this this industry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yes, we are still on strike also. Uh Oof. And recently, an article came out in Deadline where they said they want us to be on strike until we lose our apartments and we starve and every TV writer is broke. Well, joke's on them. That was already happening to me before the strike started. Right. They were like, we want them to struggle. And it's like, we were already struggling. Already doing that, buddy. I I just think it's so wild to have that come out the day before Emmy nominations when it's like you're about to celebrate all these writers. You're about to celebrate everything they wrote that you could create that Mm -hmm. like couldn't have been made without writers. And the night before they're like, well, at least actors are reasonable, unlike those writers. Right. And their punishment is be homeless because you want to be treated right. Because you want to be treated right. Meanwhile, the actors might go on strike. We'll know at midnight. I really hope they do. Right. But... AMPTP, AMT. No one even knows. That's how. Who even that's, cares? That shows you how important they are. Right? No one even Nobody, knows what the to call American them. American AMPTP. They <laughs> they brought in federal mediators to be like, get the actors to not go on strike. Right? Please convince they them. They literally called the feds. Yeah, they literally were like, no, Biden, you can't like make make them do our shows. Like, right. what are we gonna do if Kaylee Cuoco isn't in a million Peacock shows? Like, you have got to get her in line. Figure it out. And I really hope that we get a strike. I Actors, please. Please. I need the actors on strike. Like, if you think the writers are annoying on strike, oh, wait until you get a bunch of sanctimonious actors out theater there. Theater kids. Oh theater God. kids with bullhorns. Oof. We're winning this thing in like a week. Like, we're shutting this down so quickly. I need it. Uh, so before we dive into into nominations, uh, I want to know, you know, do you usually watch the Emmys? Are you like a big Emmy person? Uh, I have a rule. I don't watch award shows until I get invited to them. Oh, wow. And I've never been invited to an award show, so. And no offense, and but you were not invited this I was year. not invited to this <laughs> one. Uh, you, were, you were listening to a snub right now. You, I would say that Dave was snubbed. We got snubbed. Uh, I do believe Dave was snubbed. I thought it was going to get at least a writing nom. Me too. Uh, and obviously, you in your finale, you had Brad Pitt. Yeah, and I thought that would at least give Brad. I thought the for guest. sure, and it was clearly one of those like guest starring roles where it's like we're doing this to get to him get him in there, an yeah. Emmy. Like that, this is to get Brad Pitt his Emmy. Play. Like let's do it. That's the play, and the Academy didn't bite. They didn't bite. I I thought it was a wonderful episode. Brad did his thing. It was really good. You know? It was so funny. Yeah. I, I loved it, and I think that this new season of Dave kind of suffered from like the momentum it got during COVID. Yeah. 
And then it just like the promotion wasn't as loud mm-hmm. this season. It was everywhere. And then it was just kind of like FX was like, oh, well, it's established. Like yeah. people get it. And it was like, no, you got to remind people of shows. Yeah, I didn't really feel like it got pushed as much. And like we all agree, like this is the best season. So yeah, it just kind of sucks that it didn't get because like you got that coupled with the strike and everything. It's kind of yeah. it's really hard to promote something right now with all of this going on in the industry. So yeah, it's just kind of like, like came out at a bad like a and bad time like it just yeah it also seems like fx a little bit was like we have our new favorite baby yeah and we don't care about atlanta anymore no, we don't the bear care is about their da- favorite child the now. bear is the new favorite baby and they were just like i it's like unless you have a new bear spinoff like they don't care no. <laughs> it's the show that they pushed and it succeeded it's because succeeded. it it's got similar. like the most emmy nominations which uh two and also just to if so, I'm a big Emmy person. Yeah. I since I was a kid have been obsessed with the Emmys. Like I'm a TV person. Mm-hmm. This is our big night. This is our Super Bowl. Right. You know. So I think like every time this happens, where people are like, "How is that a comedy?" Yeah. <laughs> since as far back as I can remember, mm-hmm. there have been comedy nominations where people are like, "How did that?" Why? And so you have to understand there's all these like weird rules that the Academy has. So genre is not defined by genre. So like it's defined by how long the show is. Right. It doesn't matter if it's the saddest show in the world. If it's 30 minutes. If it's it's 30 minutes, it's going in the comedy (laughs) category. (laughs) And if it's an hour, it is going in the drama series. Right. Uh, Which, you know, there aren't many hour long comedies, but technically I was like, then shouldn't Ted Lasso be in that category? Yeah, because they had a few hour episodes. Yeah. Oh, they extended every episode this uh, this season to an hour, hour plus. Wow. So I was like, how come Ted Lasso isn't in the drama category? If that's how it goes. Do they do a thing where like, well, it started off here, so we don't change it up? That's or? what I was wondering. If it's like, if it was previously in this category, does that have something to do with it? And then I wondered if it had to do maybe with like the episodes for consideration. Okay. Because like the bear was nominated for season one, right. even though season two, two just, just came, came out. out. Right. And so I think maybe Ted Lasso was nominated for the previous season and we're oh, going to okay. see another season of Ted Lasso noms for this last season. Oh, wow. Like, I think that's how they break it up. Interesting. So that's kind of annoying because we're going to see another season of undeserved Ted Lasso nominations. Yeah. Is what I would say. uh, I'm one of those people that uh, I watched season one because I didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, same. And then once I could leave my house, I never watched that show again. <laughs> That's what most people say. <laughs> like, I have not watched that show since I could leave the house. And, like, I love it. I truly, like, I loved the first season. Second season, I was like, okay, I'm still with it. Third season, I was just like, they don't even know what this they show is. They don't even know what they're doing They anymore. don't even, yeah. But it's one of those shows that because it came out of the gate so strong and got so many nominations, mm-hmm. it's just always going to get nominations. Probably, yeah. Like Modern Family. Right. Like, it's just, like, we just have to consider it baked in. Yeah. Which I also feel is what we're going to see happen with Abbott Elementary. I was about to say that. Yeah, I, I think Abbott Elementary will get a nominee for the rest of its run. For the run, rest of its run. Which, it's, you know, yeah. they kind of they kind of. They deserve that, it. It's yeah. about time a black show has that. That's so. what I'm saying. Yeah, so, I, I, and that's why I'm hyping. Like, we haven't really seen a mockumentary get that, like, uh, recognition in a while either. So. Yeah, same. So, I don't care if it's season 10 and Abbott Elementary Keep is, on. like, right in the worst episodes you've ever seen. Right. I don't care. I don't It'll, care. It's grandfathered in. Okay, mm-hmm. y'all got to do it with so many of your shows. Right. Okay, do you know how many Modern Family nominations we had to sit through? Too many. Too many. And just like, and then the cool thing with Abbott is just like how funny they are in that kind of like rigid format that's kind of dead in a yeah. way. Yeah. It's, it's hard to be funny. In, it's in that. so funny. So. And I, I think for the degree of difficulty, you got to give it to Abbott Elementary. You do. And that's why I'm happy with all of the nominations they got, which is a few. Uh, Should have got more, in my opinion. It pro- Yeah. like So they did get Best Actress in a Comedy with Quinta uh, getting her nomination, which I think is so deserved. And yes. I honestly think she should win, given who else is in the category. I think, I think so, too. I mean, you have Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, which... I'm to a me- Dead to Me fan, but I didn't see... I honestly was surprised when I saw it's that me come too. up. Me, too. I haven't finished the new season yet. It's like... I started, I, like, the first two, and then I did it. But, like, yeah. I know they had some trouble because, you know, she's, she's ill. Yeah. So that was kind of hard to so, shoot that season. And so. it was the final season. And a right. big part of it is like her character also dealing with like some illness. Yeah. So I feel like that's one of those like, you know, yeah. honoree nominations where it's like, oh, that was, she worked really hard. Right. 
and the show ended. Marvelous Miss Maisel, same thing. Never seen it. Neither have I. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a good show about a comedian, but it's not like a comedy, though. Yes. It's like a... I don't know. It's like a drama, I think, where she, like all my friends are like, you should watch it because you're a female comic and yeah. you'll relate. And I'm like, I don't think I will. Is that show a half hour? <laughs> it's, I, you know what? It must be because it's okay. in the half hour nom. Okay. But that's a thing it you watch. It is an hour. It's an hour? So, what are these going rules? On? What are these rules? Why is Marvelous Miss Maisel and when Ted Lasso, if they are hours, why are they in the. I'm a little upset. Now I'm upset. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a little upset. Cause like Cause put like, it in the drama. Yeah. Like it's not a ha ha funny show. It just is about a funny person. And as a person that wrote a ha ha funny show, an actual ha ha funny show. <laughs> it's just kind of upsetting. <laughs> like the okay, okay. Uh, and I know that's nominations because it's the last season of Marvel- Marvelous. Oh, Miss so it's the last one. So again, that one is. A, there were a lot. Of, I think a lot of these nominations are. We know the show is ending. Dang, so we got to get a Dave season four. Yeah, to you got to get a season to four. outlast some of these shows so we can maybe get one. But even then, we all know it was the last season of Atlanta. Right. Basically snubbed. They didn't get anything. And they, I thought they got. F- they did. They got a they get, best cinematographer. Okay, that's what I was about to. Uh, for the episode when Paperboy goes back home to the south. Oh, okay. So they got best cinematography. I, just, that, I thought season four was like everything the show was supposed to it's be. It's supposed to be. And I thought the finale was like perfect because it was like subtle but hilarious at the same time. Yes. Um, but I, I feel like. Some of these shows, people just stop watching them. Yeah. And I feel like season three made a lot of people just give up on it. Give up on it. And it was four years in between. Yeah, they had this long hiatus. People forgot. Season three, people Four should have been season three. That's what I said. Three should have been been season season four. four. It didn't help when Donald Glover, when they came back from hiatus, was like, season three of Atlanta is so good. It is better. Than The Sopranos? Than The Sopranos. Come on, man. And I've only seen he four said, episodes of The Sopranos. Same. I've only seen the first, like, three. But I just know how how dear people hold that show. Yeah. And so. as soon as he said that, I was like, so, sir, those little white Academy people are not trying to hear that. So, and it's, <laughs> but the thing is, if you say that, you got to back that shit up, you know? And yes. I, I, I thought season three was, like, really cool, but I definitely think, like, if you're not, like, a huge fan of, like, what he does artistically. Yeah. It probably came off as, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are all these short films and stuff like that? Yeah. So. And it was a great chance for the writers to to get to, you know, share their own perspectives in their own episodes, but I think it alienated the the Academy. And so we... I saw a few people talk about how they really wish the... um, the goofy documentary episode would have got a writing nominee. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, I, I thought, thought that, that one would have got a writing nominee, but instead, I don't and also, I mean, we know how this works with the Academy. They can only nominate so, so many black people. Right. <laughs> like, there's only so many black spots. There's only so many black spots. It usually goes one black show in each like genre. And then, and then another the, one if it's just like really good. If it's really, really good. But it good. has to be really yeah, good. And I think and I think with like with uh with beef getting a lot of nominees yep. now, that was like the other like that minority was, yeah. spot. Truly beef, I think I took really a lot of the minorities. Sl- yeah, and I think it definitely took some of the nominations away from Swarm. Yeah. Uh Swarm did get uh writing, Beth, right? or it got a writing nom and it also got lead actress for uh Dominique, which I like is great. Her. I love yeah. her. But it did not yeah. it didn't get series. Yeah. And I think we see a lot of diversity this year. Uh, particularly in Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy well, that's all, Series. Best Supporting Actress is like always like a black... It is. Over like the last 15 years, yeah, like, Best Supporting Actress has always been like a black competition with yeah. like one white lady in there. And again, this year, we have th- four, four black women who have taken How over y'all this category. wedged them all into one... In one category. And it's like... You got Alex Borstein, who I, oh, I've loved her since I Mad love, TV. I love Alex, yeah. But you know, the, again, I'm not watching the marvelous Miss Maisel. I, I, I just, uh, I hope just for just for stand up comedy as a whole, I, I hope Janelle wins. I want Janelle to win. Yeah. For all of stand up comedy, I need Janelle to win because I feel like I, black women's stand up comics just get paid dust like all the time, all the time. So I feel like a show like Abbott that has a woman on the show that's also an amazing stand up comedian. I don't know if yes. you've like, ever seen her, but she's oh so yeah, good. we've done shows. Yeah. she's 
we did a show together out here. She is not only so amazing, but so just supportive of young black female talent mm-hmm. and comics. Like she had she a used fest- to run her own festival. festival. That's yeah, why I, I started running my own festival. Exactly. I saw Janelle doing it. I talked to her and she was just like, I got sick of all these white festivals being like, I only accept one person of yeah. color and we only, and I it's just gonna didn't be get a man. one the other day. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, Janelle is like one of the reasons why like, I'm gonna run a comedy festival. Yeah. Too. Like I'm gonna do my own. I don't need to wait for these people. And then also, but beyond that, she started her own festival and said, oh, I'm not going to let you like typecast me as being like this black female comic who's just for like black people who just does her shows in Harlem. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is an alt comedy festival. That's like so she cool. had, you know, Maria Bamford, all of these like white indie hipster people. Come be on the thing. Come be on it who were like, we love her. We want her approval. Like she changed the game. I and love so. I need her to get her Emmy. Yeah. I need... Let's go. Team Janelle. Le- Team Janelle. I love you, Io. I love you, Shirley Ralph. I love you, Jessica Williams. Jessica was the best part of Shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't watch it because they didn't hire me, so... <laughs> I, I know how that goes. Yeah, I, I there's interviewed a few for shows, that yeah. one, so I was just like, I can't There's watch a few it. shows where when I interview and if I don't get it, I'm like, mm, Shout will out to I, Jessica, though. Right. Will I watch the last season of Big Mouth? We'll see. Um, <laughs> will it have? I don't know. <laughs> will anybody watch the last season of Big Mouth? That's a great question. <laughs> but I am just upset because I am afraid of a Ted Lasso wash. And you see, really? You think that would happen? Well, you see, last time I believe Hannah Waddingham has usually been in the Best Actress in a Comedy series. This oh. time they like put both Ted Lasso women in supporting actress with Juno and Hannah. Hannah, I think because for the final season they didn't want it to seem like oh Juno supporting Hannah's the main, even though that is exactly what it is. That is what it is. So now we have Hannah, and I think she's gonna win it. People like she was the best part of the last season of Ted Lasso. That'll be that'll be kind of like when Ooh. Jamie Lee Curtis won that Oscar. It's about to yeah. be just like that, yeah. and it's gonna make me angry. I like <laughs> I'm already prepared to see like when they do the reaction shots and the cameras on Janelle. <laughs> I'm already prepared to see gift. the look like her and Io share because I know it's gonna be Hannah. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think of best actor in a comedy series since your boss didn't get it? Well, that's the thing. That <laughs> how can you give it out when the best guy is not even in there? Right? It's not I, even valid. I'm going to be real. I just like, I think Dave is better than all five of these white guys. If we're going to give it to a <laughs> white guy, let's give it to the one that really did it. I He did do a great job it's this just like, last season. Look, and I know I'm biased because I, I, I'm friends with him. I work with him Pays and everything. Paychecks, but, yeah. th- but here's the thing, though. What if Jason Sudeikis had to write Ted Lasso, make music for it, and then also help direct it and like help cast it and yeah. get Drake and Brad Pitt to be in to the be show? To be in the show. And it's, it's just like, dude, the dude, the dude rapped, sang, acted, like he did everything yeah. and was great too. It was good and, and hit every emotional beat. Meanwhile, this last season of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis barely even wanted to be in the show. Like he's barely in episodes. Oh, he's not in it that much? Yeah, because, like, you can tell that he, as a person, got kind of sick of this character, gets kind of sick of the bit. And so most of the last season is everyone around, like, Ted Lasso. And that basically makes it so they could write him out because, they, you know, Jason doesn't want to do it. They're going to do a spinoff, obviously. Right. Uh, 
and they truly just use the entire last season to be like, like okay, let's like put Jason on the sidelines. We, we have a category where there's more white dudes named Jason than there are <laughs> black men in the category. And the, there's none. We, it's For best actor, we have Bill Hader, Martin Short, Jason Siegel, Jason Sudeikis, and Jeremy Allen White. Uh, a very attractive group of, of men. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not kicking Jeremy Allen White out of bed. That's but, hilarious. You know, first of all, I still just take issue with Jeremy Allen White getting these comedy series nominations when he is doing his most dramatic work. And, and the thing is, he's a great actor. An amazing actor. And, like, I, I've I've met the guy. I was on Shameless for a day. I think he's really dope. I think he's a great actor. But it's, like, so nice. it's, it's just not funny. It's not funny. And he's not doing anything no. funny. He, like... At least with Bill Hader, like, it's a... Barry is a dark comedy yeah. at its core. Like, and, like, it's making fun of Hollywood and stuff. You know, yeah. he also directed a lot of those episodes. Yes. He writes them. And it's just like, I know a couple people that have worked on the crew. And it's just like, they said he's like one of those guys that he worked every position on set. So he knows how to run a good set and everything like that. So yeah. if I had to pick somebody, I'd say Bill. I um, want it to be Bill, especially with this category. I feel like they set it up so Bill can win. Yeah. Like it should be Bill. But if it, if it was up to me, know, it'd be uh, it'd be Mr. David Bird taking home the trophy. Yeah, on but you one. know these old white people in the academy are just like Martin Short. I've loved him since the sixties. Yeah, yeah, and then it only that, murder, I mean, yeah. only murders in the building definitely gets some like oh we like these guys. Yeah, nominees, it's that's the know? one where it's like I've been a fan for forever. I don't. I don't know anybody like my age that watches the show. <laughs> I watch it. Really? What I do. do. It's, it's cool fine it's like yeah it's cool my dad it's... watched it and like i don't really gauge things off my yeah. yeah my dad likes the rock movies so <laughs> it's just like when he says something is cool like he said only murder in the building is fine and he loves steve martin so when yeah. he said it was fine i was like it's it's right. fine it's what, like... Isn't it like based off like steve martin heard like a murder podcast and was like why isn't this tv and it's like it kind of already and is. it already is it is <laughs> but like the sure. whole show feels like what old people like think young people want like they're like these oh. young kids are so obsessed well, with yeah, murder well, that, that makes sense why it's that's, yeah, that's who votes. And so, for this yeah, stuff. that's who votes. So you know, yeah. fine, yeah, fine. Bill's it, gotta win that one. And then. then, like the young people pretend to like it because Selena Gomez is in it. But oh, I forgot she's in that. Yeah. Okay. But I I do want to talk about the best supporting actor in a comedy series because there's some heavy hitters here. There are. Uh, we have Anthony Kerrigan from Barry, Phil Dunster from Ted Lasso, who was the best part of the last. Anthony season. Kerrigan is Noho Hank, right? Yes, okay. that's Noho Hank. Okay. Uh, we have Brett Goldstein, also from Ted Lasso, who has already won the award in the right. past, so who cares? Uh, no offense, he's also very talented and very funny, but also, you won already, let's right. move on. Uh, James Marsden. I was very surprised. I am shocked I'm so happy, though. I am so happy. I thought he was hilarious. As he was the best. I didn't know he was that funny. I didn't know he was that funny. I had no idea. I Like, the way he was just able to make fun of himself... I it was need I need a jury duty sweep because I'm just shocked jury duty even got the nomination. If jury duty won all the comedy stuff, I'd be so happy. I was texting my uh, my friend Marcos today that writes for the show, and I was just like, dude, like the show's genius. Yeah, it's genius. Uh, Mickey Lepper, who I think is so great, he's he, great. I did a sh- I met him like a couple months ago. We did a show together, and I was just telling him like, Yo, yeah, he. I know he got nominated for writing. He so. got nominated for writing. He's- I need him to win it's amazing and again another amazing stand up like the first time I ever did a big featuring spot in Boston I was opening for him he yeah. was so nice yeah he's funny and it's just another guy who's just so funny like loves lifting people up and makes weird stuff mm-hmm. so I need the stand up comedy people to get their dues sure. here and for I sure. need James Marsden to win this like yeah. sorry I love you Tyler James Williams everybody yeah. hates Chris I love he'll you have, I, t- the thing with Tyler is he'll have more Exactly. Ops chances to win because just Abbott is now like this perennial it's, show. Yeah. Like, Whereas, that's like jury duty, that's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. So they I, can never really do it again. They couldn't put my boy Gata in there. Yeah. I, I say James, you know. And but, Gata also, I believe, deserved that supporting I just, actor. Uh, in the I, series. No, I, mean, he I did. just don't know who, you know, I just feel like him and Dave are just one of the best, just like comedy duos on TV. For somebody that's not the title character, he just brings so much like yeah. impact to the show. You know, I mostly also wanted Dave to get a lot of nominations because I knew it would make Donald Glover very angry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like if Dave had gotten one nomination oh, yeah, or one, like he would have been so angry. Yeah, he definitely would have. So I know he's somewhere going, maybe Atlanta only got one, but at least we got nominated. Mm-hmm. So then we also have the best uh, categories for limited or anthology series. Right. Are you are you big in this category? Well, uh, I'm a big beef fan. I haven't yeah. seen any of these other shows. Yeah, this um, is always one of those categories where I'm like, oh, what? I didn't even know that I was saw a thing a that lot got of, made. I saw a lot of billboards for Fleischman is in trouble. Uh, I, I I don't know what it's about. Yeah, I, I watched Fleischman is in trouble. It is about a man who is awful and sucks. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, truly, it is just about, like... Uh, the guy who played the Facebook dude. Oh, Lizzie Kaplan's in it? Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan's in it. She's the best part. All the best parts of Fleischman in Trouble got nominated. Claire Danes. Claire uh, Danes is in it? Yes. I need to go watch this show. Yes. I love Lizzie Kaplan like, and Claire Danes. I'm going to watch Yeah, this. there's one episode that just focuses on the two of them, and it's like the best thing. Yeah. Outside of that, the show is about basically Claire Danes' ex-husband being like, my wife sucks. I hate her. I think she's cheating on me. And then you find out that actually she just had like a horrific mental breakdown and is like in need of serious help and the whole time he's just like I hate my bitch wife and it's not that great of a show until the one episode at the end when you see the wife story and it's like oh okay I'm gonna check it out so yeah it's worth checking out Uh, I think I kind of figured it would get the nominations because it has the cast. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm very happy for Dominique Fishback and Swarm. Me too. And then I gotta give a shout out to my girl because listeners you know I'm a Daisy Jones fan. You oh yeah, I'm, you watch that show? You like oh, it? Oh, I love Daisy Jones. It's like, good? yes, I. Uh, it, it's good. Is it good in like the way you might think of good? No, I'm not going to answer that for okay. people because it's good in a way that it changed. I'm kind my of a sucker life. for like movies and shows about like music groups and stuff. Exactly. So like, I'll probably if I watch it, I'd probably like. And it. as soon as you're like, oh, it's just like Fleetwood Mac, like fan fiction. Oh, uh, it's so yeah. it's a fictional band. Yes, it's okay. not a real band, but except I do tell people they're real. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> but they did get uh, best actress in a limited series with Riley. Yeah, El- Elvis's granddaughter. Yeah, Elvis's granddaughter. Uh, winning for that. She hasn't won, but she was nominated. I think she should win, but I'm actually... For, I'm rooting for Ali Wong on that one. I do want it to be Ali Wong. Because I, I met... So I met Ali Wong at a party like a couple months ago. Was she nice? And she's so cool. Yeah, and, she uh, seems so If cool. she wins, I'm going to say I was her good luck charm. Yeah. So I want I it need, to be Ali. Like... I want Beef to win a lot. I know there was a lot of controversy yeah. around the casting. No, for sure. Uh, they are nominated uh, for best, for cast. best casting, <laughs> which I thought was a little funny because that was the worst part of the I just, show. <laughs> when Ali Wong is just like, she's so good at stand-up, and I know she's been wanting like act like acting stuff, and some of the things I've seen her in I just didn't think was good. But yeah. I was like, she's obviously a good actor, so it was just cool to like finally see her play a role where she can do all this different types of shit with range yeah. to show that she just doesn't just just tell jokes and yeah so I, that's why I love beef so much just being a fan of and her. I hope people don't get weighed down in the controversy of it right. when it comes to recognizing individual achievements yeah in individual it. achievements you know and that guy didn't get nominated okay right. so like and I don't think he should have and even without that I don't think he should have he was fine like, yeah I didn't even think he was, he was yeah he was like pretty okay in the show mm. he did a good job doing what he had to do but it also felt like yeah. you are he's just a, playing yourself he's a piece of shit playing a piece of <laughs> shit a piece of great shit. job bro <laughs> so uh and then one of the shocks one of the kind of underdogs here was welcome to chippendales uh which got a lot of nominations kumal nanjiani uh juliette lewis so i thought that was eligible for last year so i guess that came out in a different wind like a yeah, I think it came out I in a later window. About exactly, people completely forgot about it. Like I think I watched it earlier this year. I don't even remember really yeah. when it came out, but I did like it. And yeah, it he had felt, a good performance in it. I saw a couple episodes. Yeah, it felt like one of those shows that would just kind of be overlooked. Yeah. So I'm very, very happy that it wasn't. I'd like every nomination that came through, Murray Bartlett, who I absolutely thought deserved for that show, mm-hmm. got it. So, you know, I'm pretty happy with Best Supporting in Anthology Series, all of this, uh, except I don't believe that we should have gotten all these Dahmer nominations. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of those things that just comes from it was the most watched show. Yeah. 
And so like, it's, it's one of those things of like, okay, that's a mark. I feel like that's a marketing play. Yeah, I feel like Netflix just buy some of this, like Dahmer getting nominated, and then Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday got so many comedy nominations. Well, that's the thing. It's like those are the two shows where the ratings were just through the roof. Yeah, so they so it's they just paid like one of those things. It. Like, come on, like they bought. You that want people to watch yeah. this because that's the thing about these award shows. If you can get just like regular people who don't really care about this kind of shit to watch it then you win you yeah know? so like a show like a, a Dahmer that was just like i i don't even understand how the ratings were just crazy. no idea it's like have you guys millions. not watched a documentary before That's a, and my like, thing was just like do you not know the story like yeah it's just it's we've been here this yeah. is not you know but really uh niecy nash did get a nom for that and so hey, for i'm happy for Nisi her nash. love her but you know <laughs> ray liotta got one yeah ray liotta got one from the for grave it. For the Rumble I grade. see you, right? <laughs> Which I feel like he's going to win because... What is Blackbird? I've never even heard of this. Yo, okay. I don't even know. I, you don't even know? I don't even... I, so I was looking it up before this, and I remembered... Okay, so it's on Apple TV, and... Oh, so it's an Apple TV Someone show. told me it has the creepy guy... <laughs> who played Richard Jewell. He also was in I Think You Should Leave. He's the guy who's like, oh, I'm never going to say my lines faster than uh, Tony, whatever. Oh, okay. He's that guy. And it's like him playing this dramatic, creepy role where he is like a serial killer. And I guess Ray Liotta is a cop who like tries to get in his head so he can help them find other serial killers or something. I don't really know. But it just, again, seems like one of those things where it's like Apple TV bought a nomination. <laughs> okay. And it's a limited series, so it's just a one season. Yeah. Thing. So one season, it's like, you know, okay. Uh, the best writing for a comedy series. Uh, we did finally get some recognition for the other two here. Finally. Uh, yes. I wanted the other two to get a comedy nom, but I think Jury Duty took their slot. Shout out Chris and Sarah, man. Yeah. Y'all mean asses is funny. That's all I want to say. They mean motherfuckers apparently. They are so, so mean, apparently. They're so mean. Tina Fey made fun of how mean which they is, are. Which is crazy. Which is wild. And, okay, if you, okay, I'm... I mean, actually, no. I think with Tina Fey, most people know the rumors of how mean she is in a writer's room. Like, I was going to be like, maybe this is, like, Hollywood word of mouth. Right. No. Everybody knows how Tina Fey runs a room. It's a lot of, like, sarcasm. You got to be on your toes. Yeah. And apparently, Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider took that to, like, the 11th level of hell. Right. They was, they was acting like they was running Guantanamo Bay over there. Yeah. Like, apparently, they, like, the people who have written on the other two consider themselves, like, survivors of war. <laughs> And hey, I wasn't there, so they might be right. Yeah, and I mean, this last season was the it the is, funniest season? The show is just so funny. It's so funny. I said I haven't finished the last season just because like I don't want to be done with it yet. Exactly, it's, it's just so funny. It's just so joke good. for a joke, and I, and I feel like a lot of times we just miss that in the shows that do get marketed and do get this recognition. Just like it's just like a lot of shows where it's like. Oh, yeah, I guess that was funny. We're like the other two is like you will audibly laugh you, out loud. Yeah, laugh out loud, actual jokes. And if you gotta be that mean to get that funny, it be like that sometimes. You know, I mean, the proof is here in the nomination, kind of, because they didn't get series. That so. is interesting <laughs> to get writing but not get series. Yeah, though. and I do feel like I don't like, feel like there's one episode in that season that's just head and shoulders better than better the rest than of the them. rest I of they it. Were just all just very funny. Yeah, as a whole, I would. Do you know guess, which episode it was. Uh, no. Okay. Not sure which one, but I would guess because they have such a reputation of being evil and, like, people in Hollywood the way they work, mm -hmm. I would guess people were like, y'all are mean, so we will give you a writing nomination, but we will not give you That's a, it. a series nom. Like, That's it. they have hurt too many people. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then the drama categories. I don't think I've ever been more bored yeah. by the drama nominations for the Emmys. Yeah. Uh, it turns out the Academy only watched three dramas this year. Right, and it felt like you already know what it was What it was. Yeah, I feel there. like, I, do I even need to say Secession, White Lotus, and The Last of Us, uh, edging right. in as sort of the like new one that stood out. Right. Like, I love Succession. I love it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Very good show. Yeah. But did there's other shows. There's there. other shows. But it's just like it seems like prestige drama has turned into rich white people problems on TV yeah. over the last like ten years, and it's just kind of gotten to the point. It's like we get it. Like yeah, we get it. We get it. And it's just like for a show like Snowfall in its last season to not get anything to is not just get kind of crazy to me. 
and like, Damson, yeah. Damson, I feel like should have been in there. And then you like you got like P Valley, like so like P that, Valley that got type snubbed, of show. Like for sure, I I feel like there's just dramas that have to do with other things in life that just they just didn't watch. Yeah, they didn't watch and. For me, the most annoying part is like, okay, I know Succession and like The Last of Us. I know those shows are going to sweep like best drama, best actor, best actress. Mm -hmm. I get it. Even though I do think it's kind of funny for best actor, you have Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, and Jeremy Strong all going up against each other. Because they filled the supporting actor category. Yeah, because they filled supporting actor category too. That just means we just have a lot of white men in our show. Yep. And then on top of that, they took over all of the guest categories. Like usually the guest categories. Two shows. Two shows <laughs> crazy. took over all the guest categories. And usually that's like, oh, we get a little opportunity for some, you know, that would be where your Brad Pitt's stand right. out, you know, yeah. this. And instead they were just like, how about every person who was on Succession yep. was a guest actor? Yeah, when the, when the government slashed affirmative action, the Academy was like, <laughs> hey, why don't we do it too? Yeah, we can do it too. <laughs> like, it's just so irritating to me because... I don't I don't think all of these people who guested on White Lotus deserve this. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get the Nicholas Braun one. Yeah, I don't think he should have been nominated. Like he was so Cuz like I get Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah and I, I, mean, come and on, I get Skarsgård. I Somebody I was kind of talking on Twitter, me we were going back and forth about the Alan Ruck thing and they gave some examples and I was like Okay, I guess, but yeah, again, that's Matthew. One... I get it too. Yeah, he Matthew. Was, I mean, he was great. Yeah, and that one for me is like I think Matthew should have been Best Actor, and Ooh. yeah, so I know that's gonna be controversial. That could have been. I I don't. I I couldn't really argue that. I think I, Matthew I mean, he McFad- was in it enough. Yeah, I think he should have been Best Actor, and Kieran should have done Best Supporting. And if Kieran had done Best Supporting, he would have won. I get Skarsgård. I get the Skarsgård. I get, you know, some of these... I didn't watch this season of White Lotus, so I don't know these white men. Yeah, like, looking at it, honestly, I don't think the men of season two of the White Lotus really deserve this many nominations. I would have just given it to Michael Imperioli, like, Because it's just like, you're telling me four guys from White Lotus are better than all the supporting actors on, like, a snowfall? Yes, right. Right? That's crazy. You're telling me... That just means you didn't watch the show. You didn't watch the other shows. And that's usually how this goes. Like, I think they uh, did an interview in Variety that, like, talked to a bunch of, uh, like, people who vote on the awards and are in the Academy. And they literally were just like, usually I've only seen, like, 1% of the things nominated. (laughs) Like, actually, that really upset me this year because, so, uh, the show I wrote for Alabama Jackson. Right. uh, We were a four-year consideration last year in the best, like, animated short Mm -hmm. category. And previously, like, you just had to, if you got some votes, you would be nominated in this category and, like, there would be something. Right. Then they changed it this year to you had to pre-screen any of the animated shorts. uh, And then anything that got a vote had to at least get, like, nine-tenths or something of the vote. And no short animated did. did. So, like, there's, they literally were just like, there's no category. Nothing got nominated because nothing got enough clearance. Which just makes just a me, dumb. That's a dumb reason to not nominate. Yeah, people. because obviously, as an you know, I focus mostly. I do a lot of animated writing. That is a category where cool things are like actually allowed to shine. Like you know, like shorts that might have been online only that people didn't really get to see. Right. And instead, this year they were like, "We're changing the rules." It didn't get any no attention, so you know we're just not going to have the category. So a lot of the shifts this year in rules, I think, have made some things better, some things worse. When it comes to animated, worse because uh, we're getting less of it. Yes. When it comes to late night and talk shows, though, right? We have a big change that has happened. Uh, so best talk series. Or as it's basically known, the John Oliver Award, because <laughs> John Oliver has won it like every year for the past like five right. or six years. Like it's not even a category anymore. Like we all know last week tonight with John Oliver is going to win. Mm-hmm. So finally they changed it. They switched up the categories. So now John Oliver is in Best Variety Series with uh, Saturday Night Live and a Black Lady Sketch Show. And Best Talk Series 
is now like The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and The Problem with Jon Stewart, which, you know, most people are like, Jon Stewart came in and took John Oliver's spot. Wow. Uh, and then John Oliver, because technically he is not a talk series, like he doesn't do talk interviews. He does like staged pieces. Oh, so you have to do interviews now. Yes, now, to a... yeah, to be a talk wow. series, you have to have like a talk segment And they changed now. that this year? They, they changed that this year to give basically all these other shows a chance because John Oliver just kept sweeping the category. Was um, what's your name? Z-Way not eligible? Uh, Z-Way would have been eligible and I think was a four-year consideration. Okay. So I think it just, it did not get a nomination. Hmm. That's interesting. It's, and I believe after the first season, it was a little like, how come Z-Way didn't get yeah. this? And also, Jesus and Mero was like never nominated. They never got nominated, huh? Yeah, so... It's still basically like the white guy late night show category, right. even though we Amber, do have Trevor Noah. Because Amber Ruffin would be eligible too, right? She would have been eligible, never got a nomination for it. Uh, and now I don't believe they're bringing her show back. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they are. Yeah. So I like that John Oliver was such a threat that they just were like, let's, let's change, change the shit. rules. <laughs> MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Gil Ozeri. You may know me as the guy who eats food over a garbage can, or my wife's cute little companion with the ass that won't quit. Or you may know me from Comedy Bang Bang. I play Dr. Sweet Chat and Ned Bellinella, the busiest man, or Irving Sardinus. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say how much I'm gonna miss Scott now that he's dead. What? What do you mean he's not dead? Well, whose funeral was that? What? Who the hell is Gary? Wow, okay, well, I guess I want to wish Comedy Bang Bang a happy 15th anniversary. Wow, I always have the best time on CBB. It is so much fun to do, and Scott makes me feel warm and welcome and extra wet. So here's to another 15 years. Keep listening to Comedy Bang Bang wherever you get your podcasts. Ruba, go do. That's right, Ruba, they should go do it. Yes. They should, Ruba, right? Yes. Shouldn't they? No. What do you mean, no? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Bruba go do. Yes, Bruba go do. That's right, Bruba go do. Having John Oliver go up against Saturday Night Live is kind of a like refreshing battle. Like SNL. <laughs> I how Lauren feels about that. Right? Like SNL is usually just steamrolling that category right. because it's only ever SNL and a black lady sketch show. Yeah, and there's not a there hasn't been enough like consistent sketch shows to even be in that category. To be in the category. So Because I think yeah. you should leave isn't it? uh no, I think you should leave like they did this weird thing where they considered it like short digital video comedy or something instead of like a sketch show, which I think is a way for Netflix to try to like game it from being in the same category as Saturday Night Live. Huh. But I and honestly, I don't think I think you should leave would win up against Saturday Night Live. No, nah, they wouldn't nah. let that happen. No, <laughs> those old white people would not they let would, that happen. Uh, the, the guy you fired? Yeah, not going to Yeah, no. But I do think... I do think John Oliver has what it takes to take it from he never SNL. Has a chance. And I would love to I see would, it. I would love to see that. I would love to see SNL finally lose. Yeah. Uh, no offense, but let's like get them on their toes a bit. Yeah. Like I think, you know, they yeah, knew. Yeah, they have to go against John Oliver every year from now on. You know? Yeah. And we'll a Black see. Lady Sketch Show, they announced it is not coming back for another season. Oh, this is the last one? So this is the last one. Okay. Uh, last chance at a nom. Okay. Uh, and I, it also got some uh, like directing nominations and like okay. production. You know, I think it'll win there. I did also think that all of the reality nominations were very boring. 
So, uh, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules finally got one. Vanderpump Rules finally got I think one. That was from like all the internet. Yeah, uh, that was I think just internet buzz. Uh, marketing is everything, baby. It's all marketing. I'm gonna be real. I want my selling Sunset Girls to win. Yeah, yeah. I want my selling I've Sunset heard good Girls things. to win. Like they're incredible. That's you know. I've heard good things. In the last season, bringing in Nick Cannon's baby mama. <laughs> Which one? Uh, <laughs> how am I supposed to know the answer to that? <laughs> Uh, I, she's the mother of the eighth child. Oh, okay. So she's later in the game. Okay. Yeah, like I think at one point her tag at the bottom is like her name and then it says mother of eighth baby to Nick Cannon. Wow. So, you know, that was, they deserve. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, we do have a best television movie. Uh, did you watch any of these? Uh, Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas. Um, I watched Prey, and I thought Prey was really good. I loved Prey. In fact, it was—I think it was the most streamed movie on Hulu. I think it that was. Year? Yeah, I think oh. like I would love for Prey to win. Also, loved Fire Island. I heard Fire Island was good. Yeah, I just haven't seen it. It's really good. I would, and again, another you know piece here made by an amazing stand-up comedian, Joel Kim Booster. Joel's funny. So funny. Yeah, so, funny. you know. Okay, I gotta watch Fire Island. Yeah. And I have not watched Weird, the Al Yankee I heard it's story. not bad. I heard it's not bad, but I don't understand what the Roku channel is or how I get it or how I watch it. So, yeah. they gotta put that on a real channel for me to A real to channel? <laughs> did, Sorry. I didn't hear good things about Hocus Pocus too. I did not hear good things about it, and I'm a big Hocus Pocus person. I love Hocus Pocus. And the reviews were so bad, I was just like, I'm just gonna not do this. So, you know, overall, though, I feel like not a lot of surprises here. Nah. Some snubs. uh, Reservation Dogs did not get a nomination. Yeah, I I thought they would maybe get something. How are you feeling overall about these noms? Disappointed? Happy? I mean, it's just like, it's, uh, I feel a lot of them I saw coming already. I really, I really thought Dave would get a nominee. I just, I thought we'd get a couple. Uh, Uh, Yeah. I, I thought at I'm least happy, but I'm writing, happy to, like jury duty got in there. Yeah, I'm really happy jury duty. I got think in there. jury duty that took that like silly the the right. true comedy slot, which is crazy that there's like all right, let's do a spot for one show that actually has jokes that actually has jokes. Like all right, whatever. Like you know. Uh. So we've talked enough about the Emmys. I do want to talk about your experience being a writer. You know, I think people look at Emmy Day and all these nominations and they get so excited about their favorites or their favorite shows Mm -hmm. that the the actual writers and people behind it, we get lost. We do. And we (laughs) make it all happen. Yeah. So working on Dave, what was it like? Oh, it was it was amazing for a first writing job. Like that was just it was just so I so ideal. Um which to work for somebody that came up like off the internet it was uh wasn't hard to kind of relate and it wasn't hard to kind of know exactly like what he wanted for the show um because yeah. we we speak the same language and that was part of the reason like I got the job cuz he he had saw my first stand up special on YouTube um so that was part of the reason like I got in there so it was just a great collaborative process and he's just like one of those guys that um he wants everybody to throw something in the pot like regardless if you're staff writer like if you're the if you're the showrunner's assistant, whatever, like everybody had a chance yeah. to throw stuff in. So he he's a really collaborative guy. That's so amazing because I feel like so many of these shows that get nominated, you hear about the writers' room experience, and like Marvelous Miss Maisel, for example, they have like a room of playwrights who like write the show, and then they have like three comedians they bring on every season who they're just like put a joke here, what? <laughs> you know. But it's like very much understood. Like the playwrights behind this are writing the show, you know. Huh. Another reason I'm like, why are you in the comedy category? Right. Usually I feel like the showrunners have such like, you know, control over what they want in the show, who they let like give ideas, like what they want to work with. So hearing that Dave is truly just like. Everybody. I mean, I feel like this season, what made this season so good, I feel like everyone kind of got their perspective in there a little bit. Yeah. And so like, cause like a lot of those seasons about like dating and his relationship with women. So I think a lot of the, like the women writers on our staff really got to really put stuff in there that probably, you know, if it was a show where he was just like, all right, this is my life. We're doing whatever. Yeah. I want. This is Dave's show. But like he, they, he allowed like the, the women writers in the room to like really mold a lot of the situations and characters and stuff. And I think it made it way better. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think you see that the best gift from that is everything we see with Gata. Yes. Like, it's so real because uh, I know. 
That's him. And like the episode where Gata, like where they go back to Atlanta and like Gata realizes his friends like set him up to yeah, steal the chain. That was stuff. one of my favorite episodes my to put fav- together. Yes, my favorite. We also have Usher. Like yeah. th- before I loved like it. Usher was back in the news, like Dave right. knew what was up. So a lot that was another thing. A lot of the guest stars in our show all had like little things that popped off in the zeitgeist because like i think like mgk and jack harlow like dissed each other and then like yeah. two weeks later the episode came the episode, out yeah. like it was crazy so like a lot of shit uh, like happened in the media which was your episode it was, that and was my episode how did yeah. it feel to watch the clip of jack harlow going pussy how did it feel it was to see that go being viral. on set to see the two of them just go at it was so funny <laughs> Because, like, a lot of the stuff, like, every time they would get, like, a zing on each other, we'd all kind of look at each other and laugh. Like, I think one of them meant that shit. Yeah. They were really just going back and forth. Like, it's funny. Like, they really had to whittle it down to get some Uh of that stuff in there. Because, I mean, it was just so much good stuff. The two of them were just so funny. This is why we need DVDs back with right. Like, the bonus I would love material. to be able to have like all the deleted scenes from this season in a yeah. thing in a blooper reel because like just from the bloopers they showed us at like the party. It was I was like if people could see this like right. Brad Pitt bloopers, dude. Like I feel so like see, honored to be able to see that. <sighs> they need to bring this back. I truly can't believe Brad Pitt did not get a nom for that episode. I don't. He, he was amazing. I, he was amazing. There's I, a scene in the show where he gets a gun held to his head. Yeah, and the girl tells him, "Do something that'll get yourself canceled." Yeah, and like, and he does a he says something in like an Asian, <laughs> an Asian Yeah, he's like, "Well, I don't know. There's this one time I did, but I didn't even say it." And they're like, "You have to do it." And it's like, it was just amazing. And yeah, it's so funny. It was, but... It's everything you would want if Brad Pitt was in a show. But you know, big Angelina Jolie, she's still out here. She's out in these streets. So yep. Yep. she she had to she put the kibosh on that. She was like, no. <laughs> yep. It happens. Uh, and obviously I want to talk to you about I think you should leave. Mm-hmm. What was the filming experience like on set? I cause that is one of those shows. Uh and, and viewers, if you have not watched I Think You Should Leave yet, which like, what's your problem? Come on. You like get it together. I watched the whole new season in one day. Uh you're in the ep- the sketch where you're playing a character filming a sitcom. Right. Uh, and <laughs> that he even said like that was one of his most ambitious sketches. So it was like crazy to be a part of it because they essentially had to write three scripts for one sketch. Yeah. And so like because yeah, that was the part I was curious about because what your characters are doing feels yeah, like a our, real we did script our own and complete show. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing is so like we play we're sitcom actors acting out a sitcom and then there's a live audience. So what they did first um, before they brought everybody in, they gave us the scripts for the sitcom. And so we had to act out the sitcom for like an hour. <laughs> and so we learned the entire sitcom, our blocking. Like it was like a real show. Like my friend Bruce Gray, that's a comedian that's in that he, he was also one of the sitcom actors. Like there was a there's a moment where he comes in and like he sits down and like the crowd applauses and stuff. And so like we had to like learn all these cues. Like we were in a real sitcom. Yeah. Like we really felt like we were on friends. Like we had to like we had to learn everything like a real sitcom. And then they brought Tim in and Tim watched us do it. And he so he could he then he kind of like saw like okay at these are the points where i'm gonna kind of jump in and say things in the mics in the in the yeah. audience and so then they brought in the whole studio audience so then we had to take the rehearsal and like act out the real sitcom in front of the background actors who were the audience and so that's when things like really got kind of like all right i'm kind of nervous now <laughs> because like i can't flub the line because they have to laugh after i say it and then it goes to the next person so yeah. it was like we really they had to create a whole sitcom set create a sitcom and then let Tim do his thing so like there was just so many moving parts we were there for a long time that is but so it was cool. so everybody was having so much fun though yeah because it was like the sitcom stuff was funny the background stuff was funny and then Tim is just hilarious and like to get to watch him just do like all these takes like they'll just like alright this is the this, we'll let Tim do takes and he'll just do like a of bunch course. of different stuff and never repeat the same thing. Yeah, so like funny. I would love to just get some sort of documentary on his improv process and just behind the scenes. Again, may put it on a documentary. Yeah, I would love to a Tim Robinson documentary. <laughs> how he gets in his characters is crazy because yeah. like when I got on set and I came out the trailer and I was changed, he was there chilling and uh, we talked for a second. He's like the most normal dude in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Like, again, he's yeah. nothing like these people he nothing. plays on TV. like again I want it on a DVD so you can like see cause in reality he's just like a dad with like kids he skateboards yeah he skateboards he, he's just, he truly he's just like hardcore like skater you would never think he's yeah. actually that cool like when I was talking to him I was expecting him to like say something weird or like spit everywhere but like no yeah. he was just he was super like, normal oh. and he's just like no it I'm was kind of jarring guy. how normal he was yeah <laughs> 
just a normal guy popping ollies, doing my thing. But it was so. it was dope to just be in the season and get to see him work and everything. Yeah. Also, you've worked on all these shows. So was Dave your last gig before the writer strike? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was that was kind of upsetting. Is like the show comes out and we're on strike, and so yeah, <laughs> you can't really feed off the of momentum. You know, usually, like, I write an episode, like, the Met Gala episode, I'm having meetings, like, the next day and yeah. talking to people about it. But it's just, like, it came out and we're on strike. And so I feel like a lot of people didn't even, like, see it. Yeah, like, that momentum just isn't there. And then there are TV writers, there are comedians who go into TV writing. And it's, like, we kind of have this thing we can fall back on because, like, the two of us, we've been on tour all summer. Right. We're, like, doing shows. To kind of support ourselves. Kind of. <laughs> like, comedy we'll does not pay like television does. No, it does not. You know? Like, how do you, like, kind of, how have you been managing that divide of, like, trying to get on the picket line, like, really support the WGA? Yeah. And also, you know, we still have to work. We got to, like, get out. We got to do shows. We got to be on tour. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's been, it's definitely been tough, like, balancing do, being on the picket Because I haven't been on the picket line as much just with, like, work. Like, I work at a dispensary yeah. now. <laughs> I'm a butt tender. Uh, that sucks. And then, <laughs> and then I do stand up, and so like I still want to perform, and just like I gotta text somebody like literally after this to let them know like, hey, I can't do the show Saturday. I got called into work. Yeah, like, there's so many shows like I've been missing because like I have to work. Yeah, and it's like and, people, yeah. yeah, people don't realize like I have to, I had to get a day job. Like yeah. I, there's no the thing I do for work isn't happening right no. now. And now they're like, you're gonna starve until October. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what I'm about to do because I'm, I'm in the process of trying to like find a new place and everything. So it's just like, all this is annoying. And then I, got, you know, I got tour dates in August, so I'm trying to go make make a little money going to do that. But it, it's definitely just really hard. Like you really trying to balance all this stuff, and then you still want to support and be on the picket lines and everything. But you know, some days it's just like really tired. Like I was on my feet for nine hours at work. Like I don't know yeah. if I can just walk the picket lines all day. Right. Exactly. It's so. like I go work at like a restaurant, and then I like have to go. Pick it, and then I also have to go do shows all night and right. go on tour and like do my podcast and right. all this. And it's like, we need, I need the TV jobs. Back. Yeah, I need the TV jobs back. I need the TV jobs Dave back. Dave season four, please. I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, well, but it's also like, who knows what's happening? Who knows is that? Who knows is gonna be brought back with all this and like things yeah. that got greenlit right before, right before that. It's like, like you, even when they come back, they'll probably be like, oh, we know we said yes to this, but you know, kind of right. like what happened with Glow at the beginning yeah. of the of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just a scary, scary time. It is, but. All of that to say, if you're listening and you love stand-up comedy, go support the comics you love. Cause, who it's paying the bills. Go get those tickets. <laughs> support the stand-up comics you love. Uh, and you know, before we go, I do want to do a quick watch list with you. Yeah. So tell us, give the people some shows to watch what? outside of all of these white shows. The word, the Academy yeah. wants to force on you. What are you watching? Watch Southside. Yes. On HBO Max while it's still on there. While it's still on there. <laughs> never know who what, knows. Never know what these people. Yeah. Definitely watch that. Uh, I would say watch uh, watch this last season of Snowfall. I thought I thought Damson Idris' performance in this last season was just like otherworldly. Like, he was really good. And so was uh, Brendan J. McLaren. Yes. He was so good in it. Really good. Uh, I have been watching the other two. I would say go watch. It is a very wide show, but yeah. it didn't get a lot of love. I would say go watch that. Yeah. I did. I loved Beef, but I feel like everybody watched that. Yeah. And go watch Dave. <laughs> go watch, please watch Dave. Specifically season three, episode yeah. eight. Yes, it, yes, Dave is a white man, but there are other people There's in the people show. There's other people in the show. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for me, I've been watching uh, The After Party, which just came back to Apple TV. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the season two is here, the first three episodes. Uh, if you watch the first season, then you know the gimmick is that each episode is like a different genre mm -hmm. of, you know, movie or comedy or whatever. And then it's trying to solve a murder. Uh, so far, the second season feels like it's lost its purpose a little bit. Yeah. Like, they don't really know what they want to do with it. And they're doing a lot of the same jokes. Okay. But, you know. I quit after the pilot. Yeah. It's like one of those shows where unless you really find these actors charming, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, I don't need to see the same yeah. the same plot like eight times. Yeah, because it very much felt like, what's the, what's the, Knives Out. Yeah. It's like yeah. Knives Out-esque, except even more annoying because you truly watch the same events from like eight different perspectives oh, over each episode and you're like, oh, okay, they're making the same joke about like the drunk, you know, mm -hmm. thing at the wedding we did again. this already, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, but this time instead of a rom-com, it's like a murder thing. And it's just like, I don't care. I don't want to <laughs> do this. <laughs> but I probably will watch all of it. Um, 
we also have, like I mentioned, Platonic, which just had its finale air. And again, I don't. I enjoyed it. Guy Branum was for me the best part of the show. Yeah. He's an incredibly talented stand-up comic. He's so funny. Uh, so so funny. He's just incredible in it. He's like the funniest part. Okay. And it's just like it's a hangout sitcom, except like it wants to be more meaningful than that. Okay. But it's not. It's it's yeah. It's weird. Uh. So hey, we got that. Uh. And then you know we also have. The Secrets of Miss America. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's like basically a spinoff of the Secrets of Playboy that A&E did. And now okay. it's like looking at how the Miss America pageant is evil. Huh. Yeah. If you didn't know, Miss America pageant. I figured. It's yeah. It's one of those Most things so that deal with young women are usually. It's bad. gonna be evil, especially when they just they're like this white guy Sam controls everything. Oh my god! And it's like yeah, of course he's evil. Like evil to all of these girls. So the first two episodes are out. It's, you know, for a true crime thing on Annie, it's pretty well done. And it is highlighting stories people weren't aware of. Okay. But it is not as salacious as The Secrets of Playboy. So Secrets of Playboy was crazy, huh? Secrets of Playboy is crazy. Okay. Secrets of Playboy, they were talking about, like, murders. Hugh Hefner had sex with a dog. Like, huh? To- oh, yeah. I'm going to watch this. You should. Hugh Hefner, like I always say, Hugh Hefner died at the right time. The exact right time. When you're a white guy with money, you got to die at the right time. The right time. Because he skipped all the heat. Like... They're, they actually are bringing it back for a second season. There are so many Playboy secrets that they're making another season of Playboy secrets. But the first one, like, they interview, like, his girlfriend of multiple years. Like, all these people who, like, give the inside knowledge of, like, everything in that house was recorded. He did this. He did this. So that was worth watching. What? Yeah. Yeah. Secrets of Miss America, though, doesn't quite live up to that shock. But it's just like, oh, it's bad. Like, yeah. yeah okay. It's kind of like, oh, they told us what to eat. And it's like, well, of course they did. It's uh, you know, right. Miss America. <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah. You know, and they talk about how strict it is, like, during the year when you are Miss America. Like, you're not allowed to date. You're not allowed to, like, go out to bars. Like, really? People would be like, I would, like, dress up in a, like, disguise so I could, like, go out and drink with friends. People just care about Miss America that much you can't go in public? Apparently. I, if you told me, oh, that's Miss America, she has eight boyfriends and a baby, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't even know what Miss America looks like. I could not tell you who has won Miss America at any point in time Ever. other than like, what, Vivica Fox? She Vivica won, Fox right? won? She was Miss America like in the, like, I don't know, like 80s or something. She was the first black woman to win. Wow, I didn't but know But then that. they took away her title because she like, took a nude picture or something. Wait, no, that's Michelle Williams. From Destiny's Child? No. Michelle Williams. Light-skinned lady. I don't think that was Vivica Fox. I think it's Michelle Williams. I think. Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. No, not Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Michelle Williams is an actress. White Michelle Williams? No. Light-skinned Michelle Williams. There's only two Michelle Williamses. No, not, I promise you. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa, Vanessa Williams. Yes, My Vanessa bad. Williams. My bad. Oh, and I said Vanessa yeah, her. Fox. That's, yeah, her, her. That's <laughs> who I was, her face is who I was thinking I of. said Vivica A. Fox. Yeah, it's so, Vanessa Williams. Vivica A. Fox and Michelle Williams. is Together, Williams. we got there on that one. Yeah, because I was about to yes. say, she was on Desperate Housewives for a second. Yeah, she was the first, yes, their first African-American to receive the Miss America title, uh, but yeah, they took away her crown for I don't know. She took a like a new picture or something. Huh. But sounds like the epi- an episode of the Idol or something. Yeah, yeah. Which no nominee for Tedros. That's crazy. No, I can't believe the Idol <laughs> didn't get anything. Wow. That's... <laughs> I thought I thought the weekend was gonna get that. Best I actor. mean, I thought it would get like a best original song, maybe. Really. I mean, that one song is kind of a banger. Where she's like, I'm like, just a freak. Yeah. yeah. That, it kind of goes hard. You know I'm not going to lie. I want it. Oh, I was at a birthday party last and week. They and they played? Oh, they played it like three times. That's hilarious. And I was kind of like, it is. And he protests me. Anyway. Yeah, it was so, supposed to be the hottest show of the summer. Really. The hottest show of the summer. I thought at least they get a music nom. But I, the music. Daisy Jones and the Six didn't get a music nom. Oh, they, so they didn't. And none of the original music. None of that? the original music. But got I know nominated. a lot of people that like sh- like stream the music from the show. I play Aurora so much; it is constantly at the top of my like Spotify. I listen to that album once a week. I don't understand. Wow. How it did not get a nomination for any of its songs, like Academy, Wake Up. But again, this just goes back to my theory that Daisy Jones is a real band, and so it wasn't original music, and that is why they didn't get nominated. (laughs) I'm going to go around telling people it's a real band. I tell people it's a real band. I bought a Daisy Jones shirt, and when I was in New York, someone was like, is that a band? And I was like, yes, they're real. They're from the 60s. I, (laughs) I thought the Five Heartbeats was a real group for the longest time. See? 
And I just thought, I thought Robert Townsend like quit doing music to be a director. To be a director. And so I'm telling people Daisy Jones is real. And that's why it, the music wasn't nominated because it actually came out in the 60s. That's hilarious. So, oh, so it's a period piece too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a period I piece. I gotta go watch this. It's good. So I gotta go watch Daisy Jones. And then what was the other one? Fleisch, the Fleischman. Oh, yes, yes. Fleischman is in trouble. Is It is good. I enjoyed watching it. It is very like sad white people in therapy. But my favorite, you know, yeah, in a good way. I'm not and, trying to watch happy white people, right? I watch and, It's Always Sunny already. I don't need more. Yeah, of that. exactly. Which oh yeah, I've been watching that too. Oh yeah, the new the season, new season is so good. I got I haven't seen the one with Brian Cranston in it yet. I'm saving uh, that for like a day where I I really need like a pick me up. It was know? probably my favorite episode of the season it was that so good? far. But like, I just can't believe that the show's been on this long and, and it's, it's still, still funny. so good. Uh, this last episode they did is about the gang like taking over like a fake Chuck E. Cheese, basically. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it's, it like also in a way is them addressing like how they approach cancel culture and like how jokes have changed over all this Whoa, time. I can't and wait. My It really my, like, gets into it. I have this like crazy dream that there's that one day there's going to be an episode called The Gang Goes to See Niles Abstin Live. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Well, I'm about to make some. You can make it happen. Yeah, Danny, Danny's your friend. That's my that's friend. Homie, right? That's so get it, get it, get going. And I know, I know a couple of writers on the show. But okay, that's like the dream. I'm about to start selling a shirt that says that the gang goes. You know, yeah, life, so. like make it happen. I gotta make it happen. Uh, oh my god! Thank you so much for joining. Thanks us. Thanks for having me. For breaking down these these Emmy nominations of for the people, the disappointments, the highs, the lows. Uh, give us the plugs where can people find you where can they get tickets to your shows yeah uh please find me on twitter at niles 100 uh and on instagram at the niles action show and if you are in any of these cities um baltimore on august 4th washington dc august 5th philadelphia august 6th and new york city august 11th i will be there doing stand-up if you hit me on social media go to the link in my bio all the tickets are there yeah please please uh come see and me. i know i got listeners in all those cities so do it please do get and those then tickets i haven't released the tickets yet but i'll be in portland in september and vancouver on 9-11 oh I'll never forget yeah why not go to canada i've never been to canada before so i was like why not 9-11? neither have i neither have i that's our way of saying what's up montreal exactly <laughs> yeah i'm not going to montreal so neither am i neither am i so we won't be at montreal uh but we will be doing shows elsewhere yeah so come, come see me I'm, I'm pretty good i'd have to say uh thank you so much for joining us for your homework, I'm going to ask you to catch up on Dark Side of the Ring uh, because there, this new season has been really good. And I need you to get into it because I want to talk about it. And I'm going to bring some wrestling people on the show, I think, so we can do that. Yeah, I want to do a wrestling episode. I'm telling my producer right now. We're doing a wrestling episode. <laughs> uh, and after that, uh, I'm going to ask you to watch 10-Year-Old Tom, which is on Max. I just No one is talking about this amazing season that came out. And also, Righteous Gemstones. Please go watch the new season of Righteous Gemstones, a show that should have been nominated. I don't know what the Academy has against Danny McBride. He made someone angry at some point in time because they do not want to give him awards. But what Righteous Gemstones is accomplishing this season, I, I want to write about it. I want to talk about it. So we're going to do that. That's your homework. Really quick list today. I mean, come on. You already have enough things that the Academy is making you watch because you haven't heard of them, but they got nominated. I guess I, I need to watch the last season of The Crown still. Yeah, that's on me. But that's your homework. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray. Another episode. Another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 